Welcome to the Humans of Real Estate, your weekly podcast chatting with real estate industry professionals. We bring you top performing individuals to showcase their knowledge and expertise in the business to help others learn and grow. Here's your hosts, Kobe Clark-Jacobs and Emily Wallace. Sammy Russo from A Little Birdie Told Me is a high energy real estate agent that everyone should know about. Sammy has been in the industry for 10 years now and is best described as ambitious, energetic and well-rounded. Recently, we have seen Sammy appear on the front pages of newspapers, in the Daily Mail and also on Channel 7 for her incredible social media output. Sammy sells in regional Victoria from Ngambi to Wallen and we couldn't be more excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Sammy. Thank you so much for having me. So exciting. You're literally a famous real estate agent, like <laughs> probably like the most famous one we've had on. <laughs> really? In a different way, I suppose. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> it's really cool. Exciting. It's, um, yeah, it really blown my mind how much it's taken off over such a small thing of just providing value and questions and advice back to buyers has been my big target. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> Definitely. So where did that motivation come for you? Because a lot of people we speak to, they struggle to put themselves out there on social media and I'm sure you get asked this all the time. But for you personally, where did the motivation come to to actually put yourself out there in a public arena and give advice to buyers or sellers about property? I've always wanted to do this. I came from a very corporate background in real estate. I wasn't really allowed to express myself as much as I do within that role. So I recently moved about two years ago to Little Birdie, um, an independent company, and they have allowed me to express myself on social media. For me, it's such a, I don't know the exact word, but it's an older generation in real estate. A lot of agents in my area are over the age of 40 so they are a male dominated over 40 area so I wanted something to be able to stand outside of the crowd and something to give back and give value to clients and have them build that rapport with me online so when you're looking at realestate.com you see a picture of a person you're like oh okay I don't really know much about him but with me a lot of people feel comfortable messaging me on social media even if they're buying from another agent in the area they build that online rapport with me through social media um, so TikTok, Instagram are definitely my two favorite platforms on that. So TikTok for me basically started in lockdown. It came to March when we were all in lockdown. They're like, yeah, we're not going to do real estate again. We're going to close the borders. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I started looking to TikTok and it started off very simple. It was just giving advice on what to look for when purchasing a home. What is a section 32? Uh, little things like that. And it has really just taken off. So the one that Daily Mail went viral on was about underquoting. So a lot of clients don't know about the statement of information. All I was doing was explaining that if a property does not have a price on it, if it's residential, it may have a statement of information, it should in Victoria, um, and it'll have the price on it. And it blew my mind how many people don't know this. So for me, and the more people that involve and interact with me gives me that energy to be providing to the clients. So I love it. Literally every day I'll get one or two messages in my inbox saying, thank you so much. You've helped me secure a property. You've given me confidence in buying and trust again in real estate agents. So I think that's where we get broken down as real estate agents as not trustworthy um, because we don't, we hold all our cards so close and, you know, we're negotiating in private, we're holding the vendors thoughts away, but to be able to give advice and help them assist, take their hand. I think I try and do that through social media videos where they might not be comfortable going into an office and asking an agent. So 
yeah, it's sort of the whole entire thing is like building my profile and showing people that I'm not just this young little girl in um, <laughs> in real estate in Regional Victoria. I am here to help and provide value. So yeah, I absolutely love it. And again, yeah, I do get asked back to your question all the time, like, how are you so confident? I'm not. Um, <laughs> I love talking and I feel like when you're talking on a video, you're literally only talking to yourself. So you're, you've just got to let go of that guard. And once you do stop caring about what other people think, that's when it all shines. That's when the people that genuinely enjoy your content will stay and the others will float off. So yeah, I'd highly recommend anyone wanting to do social media, do it and put your face out there like yourself, Emily. It's a pretty powerful tool overall. Have you um, found that you've actually got gotten buyers through your Instagram or TikTok for properties you've actually are listing? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Land especially. I've had a lot of clients message me from further in Melbourne wanting to invest in the area. So they they will found, have found me from a friend of a friend of a friend and they cannot believe that you can buy a 700 square metre block of land for $170,000 in Seymour. <laughs> wow. So I'm having people like that come into the market um, or first home buyers that always thought that they would never be able to afford a property. But then when I step them through and to talk about building, like, wow, yes, I have a 5% deposit on land and I can afford to do this. We said, you know, they sit down with their broker and use a target, but it's, yeah, breaking that barrier of actually it is available to you and now with interest rates as low as they've ever been, um, I've seen a lot more first-home buyers come and talk to me and then they will proceed with the block of land and build a house because it's not as scary as, you know, jumping into a $500,000 mortgage. Have you noticed in the last 10 years, uh, particularly where you're servicing, the prices have changed a lot or has it been pretty consistent? Yeah, definitely increased over this COVID period majorly, I suppose, with Nagambi, where I personally live, you could always buy a block of land for like $90,000 was always the going thing. Land was so much available in Nagambi for so long. But since um, COVID, now they're going up to 200000 So they've had a huge wow. increase probably the last four years. Um, but really this last year being in demand and everyone moving up from Melbourne. Nothing like Melbourne in regional Vic. So probably from Kilmore up north, uh, we're not seeing like the $10,000 over reserve and things like Melbourne are seeing but they're going quicker. So a lot more people through the door. In regional Vic, when we have an open home, if you get five people through, it's a pretty good open home. (laughs) (laughs) So it's nothing like Melbourne. You have to really work for it. But they are getting a lot more attention from the uh, Melbourne clientele we're finding, yeah. That's awesome. You mentioned earlier that you came from a corporate background initially before you got into real estate and sort of found your passion, it seems. Um, What was life like prior to you getting involved in the real estate game? boring I suppose not challenging enough for me so I was yeah receptionist I've worked in retail I am someone that really likes to be challenged and use my brain and be out there and social so for real estate for me is 100% about people I love dealing with every demographic I've just sold a house to an 82 year old lady and I've helped her through the process and I've heard stories about when she was back in 1920s and you know Mm -hmm. everything um so I think I love that side of it, building the relationships with people. But whereas I was a receptionist, you're very like, talk to one person, next. It's very mediocre. I, yeah, love to be stimulated and it's a changing environment every single day in real estate, as you girls know. What does your day-to-day look like then? That's interesting. A bit all over the place at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, oh, it's been very busy. So we're doing a lot of land estates at the moment. We've got six land estates on the go. So a lot of that is I'm trying to um, put in tasks to update them. So we do an updated land list all the time for all our clients purchasing and helping them through the process. But 
at the moment, to be honest, I don't really have a set what I do in a day because it is frantic, literally running from one thing to the next thing and trying to fit social media in there. So I always allocate times for social media. I try and do it in the morning as soon as I get to work, um, do something of value and do a post. And I schedule a lot of my content. Like a lot of people say to me as well, you know, how are you possibly on social media that much? I'm not. Mm. <laughs> I, um, I take Wednesday off. That's my one day off a week. And I will often film like three or four videos in that day, change my clothes. And then you've got content built as well. So I think, yes, as busy as we are, we can all set aside like an hour to film content. You know, you tell family with your top tip Tuesdays. Um, you really have to put aside that time and show it as an importance um, and keep going from there. It's one of those things that I say, it's just like brushing your teeth. If you can make time to do that and you can incorporate it into your daily routine, then I think that, you know, is pretty cool. It becomes a habit. Um, in terms of, I guess, the idea of you know, social media in the real estate space and also the value adding content that you're putting out there. Was there anyone that sort of steered you in that direction? Have you been, do you follow anyone in particular on Instagram or in the world in general um, that you sort of look up to for that sort of, you know, like how did you decide that that was what you were going to do? Did it just come to you or did you see others doing it and sort of thought that's like, that's cool. Maybe I should try that too. I actually saw the missing gap for it more than anything. I don't think I follow, I follow a lot of agents that are very active with, I sold this, I listed this, this sold, this sold, this sold. I don't know besides yourself. I don't know. I followed that many people that actually give value. That's not directly related to this sold, this sold, this sold. I think that was my thing. I, I am obsessed with real estate. I live and breathe it. But when I see agents on there, they're like, this sold, this sold, this listed. That doesn't interest me at all. But if an agent from Brunswick is talking about the medium house price, I don't want to buy in there, but I'm interested in that. Mm. It's adding value and a different point of difference. And I think that's what I wanted to fill that gap. I'm sure there are other people out there who do the same thing as me, but I haven't come across them um, yet. So I definitely want to fill that gap of not being boring. I want people to watch me, even if they're not thinking of selling. They might think of selling in three years' time and they'll recommend me to a friend of a friend. Whereas I think if you're just posting the boring, mundane house for sale, house for sale, house for sale, or review, 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 I don't think, yeah, you're building that connection with the clients online, in my opinion. Very true. I would I would echo that definitely. I think there's more need for value adding in any industry. You know, it's not just limited to real estate. In any industry across the board, people are always willing to learn. I remember I used to follow... Um, I still do follow a physio page and they would um, post like they were physio and maybe osteo as well. And they would post like their, um, oh, what's it called when you have the metal bar? Kobe would know. Um, when you have the metal bar and you like put cream on your arm and you roll it out. Yeah, like to yeah, release tension yeah. and stuff like video like and they but they talk about they'd put up posts and be like which shoulder is more inflamed the left or the right and I have nothing like no interest whatsoever in necessarily learning about it but I was intrigued to know um in an industry that has nothing to do with you know daily life so yeah it's interesting how that can you know make you a point of reference and I think too one thing I was just thinking of then when I was thinking about I do follow Marty Fox love his stuff how he's personal so I think it's about building a relationship he shows behind the scenes of his kids going for a walk in the morning it's inspiring and it does you have no idea how many people you are inspiring behind the camera Mm. on those little daily tasks and showing that you're a human as well um like I put up yesterday that I've been sick and so many people have messaged me like oh my gosh are you okay because Mm. they feel they have a relationship with me online so it's so nice um I think you really need to show that personal element behind the scenes like your penny story 
<laughs> Penny the bird. Yeah. She's going to miss me. Tonight's if our final night together. <laughs> it's relatable and I love it. Yeah. Sammy, what do you think sets you apart from other agents? Besides the social media thing, that's definitely my strong point of difference. But I also have very high energy. You will very rarely catch me on a down day. I'm a strong believer in um, customers. Any client you're dealing with deserves your full and total attention and great moods. It doesn't matter if someone's really annoyed you, if you've lost out on a deal. I'm a strong believer in getting to your third space and give that new client your full, fresh energy. And I get told all that all the time. Everyone's like, you are way too happy. How are you this happy all the time? Or you have so much energy and I really believe that you need to be excited about every single person property property that you go through. So I give that energy is definitely my point of difference for my local area, I think, besides social media. <laughs> I would agree with that. You're a very high energy agent and I think that that definitely, you know, is motivating to people that encounter you, um, whether that be a buyer or a seller or just mm-hmm. someone who absorbed your content. I think that's an awesome trait to have. So in terms of your real estate journey and, and how far you've come, obviously um, you've made a big dent in a, in a short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. What is ahead for you? What What are you most looking forward to, you know, in the journey to come? Looking into establishing myself within the Little Birdie team, this is where my heart lies. I think my boss is incredible. He is 71 years old and he is still so passionate about real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my goal is to take over the business here and stay with Little Birdie. That would be my long-term goals. I'm as the live and breathe real estate and just hold a more market share within the area. Um and just spread the message that things can be done differently. So with our signboards as well, we're very quirky and unique. So we like to do a different um, style. We do like a little graphic and a funny catchphrase. We just had one um, go up today that the caption line is oh so fancy and it's got a bird with a top hat and a little unicorn <laughs> eye. Like we're very <laughs> we're very different and we want we want that. And people come in and they're like, oh, I've seen your boards everywhere. They're so different and unique. We're not just for sale. Mm. Um, we like to make people laugh and smile. We've got one that is one of our favourite ones. It's Honey, Stop the Car. And it's a picture of a bird um, driving a car. And people say all the time because it's like, Honey, Stop the Car. And people would ring us and say, I saw that board, Honey, Stop the Car. Which property is that? Instead of like the address, because Mm. a lot of people won't know driving past, especially in regional big for the country. So I think, yeah, expanding the brand and getting more people to understand the brand and just break down the barriers of real estate is changing every single day. Um, And we're along with that board to change. So, yeah. Can't wait to see what you get up to for sure. Mm. Uh, (laughs) What would be the hardest transaction you've had? Hardest, I think dealing with, Divorce is always really hard. That one for me is really emotional. I am an empath, so I take on a lot of the emotion. Any divorce I struggle with and I've got to go both sides. So I think that's always a hard property, um, property sale in those sort of aspects. But I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had any horrible deals or anything. Some are hard though, as you all know, like you'll have multiple offers on a property and someone's missing out. That's always gut-wrenching as well. trying to explain to a client they missed out by $1,000 or something like that at auction <laughs> is always heartbreaking. Um, but, yeah, not yeah, not hardest. I don't know. It's just a general rule of thumb. I haven't had any one that comes to mind really. <laughs> yeah. That's good though. Some people have had war stories, you know, of terrible mm. transactions. But, I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, divorce is a tricky one. Um, not yep. that we're on the selling side of it, but I can imagine two competing parties potentially with different ideas of, what it's worth and what they need out of it and what they want out of it. 
um, can be a really tricky one. And there's no training for that, you know. Like I think on both sides of the fence, buying and selling, you do become a counsellor to a, to a degree and, and a coach to get them through that time regardless of why they might be selling or buying. Um, and it's not something that people go through very often and it's a lot of money that people are dealing with too. So there's a lot of heightened emotion with all of that and I think that's often overlooked. It is a really emotional job in that aspect. Um, as I said, I sold her probably to an 82-year-old woman recently and all her family's up in Sydney and she turned to me at one point. It's a brand-new unit she's going into downsizing and she turned to me at one point and she's like, do you like the unit? Like, would you buy the unit? Oh. So it's so much pressure and emotional connection that's involved in our job dealing day to day um yeah it's really emotional it's definitely about people i always say this about real estate i've got so many friends that are like i love looking at houses i would love to get into real estate i'm like houses are the least of the problems <laughs> the smallest part of the deal <laughs> you can control houses a bit more than you can people houses usually Absolutely. present pretty much how they look so one thing I definitely wanted to ask you or cover off on was we've touched on the social media aspect and obviously being picked up by Daily Mail and and all these really exciting things that happen in quick succession but with that um, two questions um, and they're big questions number one have you had um, any hate and and number two have you felt a sense of pressure with that sort of exposure? So I have never received a hate comment on Instagram or TikTok. On Facebook, when my article was shared on um, 9MSN and 7 News, I had a lot of hate. <laughs> and oh, I shouldn't have read the comments. My husband was saying to me, don't read it. Why are you reading it for? And same with the Daily Mail. So the Daily Mail article, which I actually didn't know people could comment on Daily Mail articles. I'm oh. actually known as a thing until someone pointed out to me and said, go read your comments. And oh, I should not have done that. Um, but a lot of people on those platforms who don't watch me on social media, so they're just seeing this one report from the news, um, are saying things like, what does this young girl know? Someone said to me, what does this 19-year-old know about real estate? I was like, I'm 31. <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> So a lot of people were saying to me um, on this article, like, oh, she's from the Gambia. She'd be lucky to sell one house a month. And like those sort of comments, just judging me on my photo, that's it. Because the article didn't actually have my uh, video on there. It was just screenshots of my video and what I'd said written out in text. So I think you really have to take that stuff with a grain of salt because um, they're not watching me. And I've never received a hate comment on my platforms that I am on. So TikTok and Instagram, I've never received a hate comment on there, which I'm so lucky about. And I'm sure people still think, you know, they're not, there's, surely well, you're not going to please everyone. There's going to be people out there. But I think with news articles and stuff like that, it's just like a different ballgame. They don't know you as a person. So mm. <laughs> I think that's a bit left field. My other question was around, you know, because of that exposure, do you feel any certain pressure to, I mean, you know, upkeep your social media or just more broadly speaking now that there has been a bit of attention um, that probably wasn't necessarily there at that level before. I want to put out more content. So I have been sick the last couple of days and I was down on my Instagram. I was just posting um, small things. So obviously people knew I wasn't present. And I had about four or five people um, message me and say, is everything okay? Like I haven't seen you online. People I don't know. So complete strangers, which is really cool. So you know you are serving a purpose and you're on a platform and people do watch you regularly. So I do feel that pressure to continue to put out content. Um, but one thing I would definitely say is you can recycle content. Um, I have people ask me questions on TikTok specifically that I have answered like 10 videos below, but they won't scroll that far. So 
recycling content is a really good value tool um, to not keep you getting bogged down on things. But um, I definitely feel a pressure to keep going at it. And I've just, it's got to be up to me. I've got to allocate the time because this is what's working for me. And it is making a difference in people's lives. I just had a message this morning on um, Instagram that said, um, yeah, thank you so much for your TikTok videos. You've really, I found you on TikTok. I'm actually from New South Wales, but you've given me so much advice on what to look for when inspecting a property. So things like that, that you sit back and you're like, made my day. Like, I'm like, that's so kind that she's taken the time to message me and do that. So I am adding value. So that sort of brings it back like, yes, we can keep doing this. <laughs> keep putting the energy in, it's okay. But definitely a pressure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's probably so many more that don't even message you as well that you've impacted Mm. too, so that's pretty cool. Do you have any advice um, for anyone entering the industry but maybe women in particular? It's tough. Not a lot of people – I think I'm in a very male-dominant area up here Um, and if you are yourself, I think you've just got to work your strengths. As a woman in the industry, you have to yeah really connect with people, grow those connections. And that's one thing we have over males, I'll always say, is we'll ring people back. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, once you get one client in the industry, if you are new on and you're just starting out, then service them like you wouldn't believe and it will keep revolving. Um, and don't give up is one of my big things. There's so many times I've sat back, you know, things have got wrong, sales have fallen over, Vendors are heartbroken and I'm sitting back crying in my in my bedroom. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Don't give up because every day is different and it is a roller coaster. But like um, Lana said, it's in the last podcast I watched that real estate is a lifestyle. It really is. It's not a nine to five. Um, you have to be prepared to take calls after hours and people asking you, you know, tough questions all the time. But don't give up because, yeah, next day we'll transition and it'll be so much better. It's absolutely a roller coaster. Sammy, it really has been a pleasure to speak with you this afternoon. And like I said, you're um, probably the most famous person we've had on so far <laughs> with, with the accolades that you've recently achieved. <laughs> so thank you so much for being a part of um, Humans of Real Estate. Um, the listeners, make sure you check out Sammy on Instagram. We'll tag her Uh, in the show notes below and if you're not already following us on Instagram give us a follow as well Um, but Sammy thanks again for your time and your insights it's been awesome to have a chat with you really appreciate it love what you guys do thank you thanks